Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we are talking about my psychic awakening journey in a nutshell, part two. So if you tuned into part one last week, then you heard all about how I grew up as a highly sensitive person who would receive visitations in the middle of the night, aka psychic visitations and could talk to other realms, but I didn't realize that as a child. And we also talked about when I started to see people's faces shapeshift in my 20s and how I got lost in partying and alcohol for many years and then found my way back to myself after healing from a chronic illness. So that is the elevator pitch of my life. And today I wanted to get a lot more granular and specific about the psychic awakening and what that looked like, because I feel like so many people listening to this podcast are either experiencing something similar, or maybe this is just all totally out there to you, but you're interested in hearing about what it would be like to hear someone awaken. And for me, many, many years of my life were like that. I didn't know until seven years ago or so that I had this psychic gift, but I was always really interested in people who were psychic and people who could talk to the other side. So that should have been my first indication. So today we're going to get specific and into the weeds of it all. We're going to talk about Pleiadians. We're going to talk about microdosing. We're going to talk about mediumship and what to do if you are starting to experience a psychic awakening yourself or how to tap in if you're hoping to experience a psychic awakening of your own. I also have to start this episode by saying the most exciting thing has launched on Monday. We launched our TBB merch collection, which is the Celestial Club collection. Oh my God, my heart and soul went into each and every one of these pieces. We have two sweatshirts, three mugs, and a tote bag. And the sweatshirts are the coziest sweatshirts in all the land. So one of the sweatshirts says not from here on the front. So if you hear me on this podcast always saying not from here or on Instagram, hashtag not from here, it's a joke. Obviously, I believe that we are all from everywhere. We're from the stars. We're from the earth. 
We are eternal souls and we have many lifetimes. But the joke started many years ago when Jonathan, my now husband, was my boyfriend. And he was like, you know what? You're not a human. You're not from here. You don't know how to do these basic human things. And some people are natural humans like my husband. And we joke that he's a forest creature. So on the back of the not from here sweatshirt, there are some of my favorite words about transformation, expanding, consciousness. It's really cool. And it was influenced by all of the sweat outfits that I like to wear on a daily basis. And then we have the soul on fire sweatshirt, which is white with pink lettering. It's so beautiful and it's elevated and chic. And I actually hired a really cool, super specific graphic designer who makes band t-shirts. And he works with so many of my favorite bands from Panic at the Disco to Sublime and basically any cool band you've ever heard of. So I sought him out and I was like, I want 90s grunge meets 70s Woodstock meets elevated, celestial, sophisticated, all of the TBB vibes in a nutshell. And like I said, we also have mugs and tote bag. The tote also says change your life, shift your energy, transform your mind, elevate your spirit. And I'm obsessed. I use it for the farmer's market every Sunday. So I'm super excited. We're going to leave the link in the show notes for you to shop. And you can also go to Dear Media's shop page. And you can also go to thebalanceblonde.com, which is recently relaunched, revamped, revived, redesigned all of the things. And we have a shop page where you can see all of the merch and you can even get featured. And we have a special discount code only for the podcast listeners, which is Blonde15. You can use it for the next 24 hours only. And with that, let's get into part two of the Psychic Awakening journey. I wanted to start by telling this funny story because I was at my sister's house last night and I am the black sheep of the family. Do not get me wrong. My family appreciates me. They accept me. They're actually very into all of the psychic gifts that I have, but they also can't relate. And I can't blame them for that. So my sister, who I'm really close with, she's on the very accepting side of the scale. And she loves that I connect with our ancestors, specifically our grandparents. So I was at her house last night and she was saying that her daughter, my niece, Olivia's softball coach, is psychic and talks to people who have passed on. And she was like, isn't that so cool? And I told him that you have to meet my sister and all this stuff. And my niece is sitting there looking at us like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, don't you know, I talk to people who've passed on. It's a gift that I have. And she just looked at me like her eyes were bugging out of her head. She's in high school. So she was just like, okay, I'm not ready for this type of conversation. But I was just cracking up because I was thinking I am that person. I'm always going to be that person. That's who I am. And this is the accepting part of the family. But honestly, what I've learned is that people come around in their own time. I have no doubt that when Olivia's older, she's going to be like, this is the coolest thing in the world. And her older sister already thinks it's very cool and sent me the nicest text on my birthday saying, I'm so thankful that you've introduced me to horoscopes and angel numbers and all of this cool stuff. So I really do feel like we meet people where they are. And even recently, I was out to dinner with a group of friends who isn't particularly spiritual, but they're super accepting, super open. And they were talking about how much astrology has changed their life and all of these cool readings that they've gotten and asking all about plant medicine, psychedelics. So I feel like the world is coming along. And because the world is coming along on this ride, it is our responsibility as people who have been on this journey and people who have 
been through the washing machine of awakening, as I like to call it, because first you get tumbled around and then you come out on the other side with a whole new perspective. It's our responsibility to be guides and leaders in this new awakening, the age of Aquarius, as we talked about in part one. So that's kind of where we are. And right now we're going to get a little bit deeper into my awakening journey and then get to your Q&A. So the first thing I want to say about the awakening journey is that you can have a psychic awakening and still be totally normal. You can still live in the world and have your same friends and be close with your family. And I always like to preface this by talking about that because sometimes I think that when anyone is talking about having a psychic awakening, it can almost sound very holier than thou. Like I've had an awakening, therefore I am no longer a normal human. But as we talked about in the beginning of this episode, none of us are normal. None of us are from here. That's why my not from here sweatshirt is literally for everyone. But all of us are on our own very cool journeys of life. And whether your life includes a spiritual path or not, the cool thing about really waking up spiritually is seeing that we are all totally on an equal playing field. Nobody is more important than the other. And having a spiritual path in this life is not more important than a different kind of life. However, I would say my wish for the world would be that more people would have a spiritual path because I think a spiritual path goes hand in hand with harmony and peace and acceptance and compassion. But that's a true spiritual path because let me tell you guys, you've probably seen it. I know I've seen it being in this industry. There is nothing worse than an awakened person, quote unquote, who thinks that they are better than everyone else. And I've come across it with many spiritual teachers in my path. And I'm talking about the people who act like it is the ultimate privilege to even have them in the same room as you. That's not a truly spiritual person. I would say the truly most spiritual people are completely humble and they walk in the world just like the rest of us. So my teacher, Marianne, she's one of the original people who taught me about being psychic. She is one of the most humble New York moms you could ever meet. She's just a down-to-earth human. And same with any of the other teachers and mentors in my life. They are humble. They're grounded. They're people that I would bring around my family and be like, see, (laughs) we're all just normal here. But they also have this incredible gift where they talk to worlds beyond. And we do live in a world where a lot of people can be a little bit uncomfortable, not just talking about psychic things, but talking about people who've passed on. It's a really touchy subject for people. So my point is when you're truly awakened, you're not all uppity about it and you don't have a huge ego about it. In fact, the ego completely gets out of the way. And that's part of the spiritual awakening journey. Okay, guys, let's talk about one of my favorite skincare brands, Origins, especially for the holiday season. I know people are shopping around for quality skincare, and this is TBB approved. So let me tell you all about it. Origins is the pioneering nature infused skincare brand that has elevated gift sets that will surprise and delight everyone on your holiday shopping list. 
Origins creates transformative skincare with naturally derived ingredients to noticeably improve how skin looks and feels. Origin has a long history of commitment to our planet by reducing waste and caring for our natural resources. All of Origins holiday gift set cartons are plastic-free, recyclable, and sourced from responsibly managed forests. And for every tree harvested, new trees are planted. To date, the brand has planted over 20 million trees around the world, so you can feel good about the gifts you are giving this season from Origins. I'm so excited to gift this set to a bunch of people in my life this year, from my parents to my sister to even Jonathan, because it is powered by nature and proven by science. It is planet conscious, and they include some incredible ingredients like their mega mushroom relief and resilience soothing treatment lotion. And we all know I'm a mushroom lover. They have different masks. They have youthful glows for brightening, refining, renewing, and hydrating. And you can get Origins gift sets today available at Origins.com. That is Origins.com. Get their gift sets today. Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, host of Freckled Foodie and Friends podcast, which is now on Dear Media. Are you wondering what just happened to your life after having a baby or struggling with your mental health during postpartum? That was me just a few months ago. Are you working on healing your relationship with yourself, your body, and or food? Same. We are all on a journey to self-love and acceptance, and I am right there with you. That's what Freckled Foodie and Friends is all about, reminding you that no matter what, you are not alone. Make sure to tune in for season five, launching with Dear Media on November 9th, and subscribe to listen to new episodes every Wednesday morning. So let's talk about mediumship and how I realized that I could talk to people who passed on. I told you guys in part one about the visitations that I had out of my control. But when I started to control the situations myself and actually have some agency over it, that's when it became really cool. So this was about six years ago when I realized I wanted to start talking to people who passed on. What I started doing at first was the automatic writing where you pose a question via journaling and they respond and you have to trust and get out of your own way. But then my attunement started to become a little bit higher than that. And I could hear them and visualize them in my mind. So when I started doing this about five or six years ago, it felt like a missing piece in my life and in my health journey as well, because I've struggled so much with my health that being able to tap into this psychic gift and talk to people on the other side, people who've passed on, was something that my soul had been knocking at my door telling me to do. And more recently, I've had this experience pretty much tenfold where I've been doing a lot more psychedelic medicine. And keep in mind, when I'm talking about these readings that I do and these visitations, we're talking about non-psychedelic. We're talking about just normal everyday experiences. But I do a lot of psychedelic medicine to further my gifts and to further my healing process. So recently when I was in Spain, we did a very deep plant medicine ceremony. We did a mushroom psilocybin journey with a shaman where we took a very high dosage of psilocybin. This was safe for us because we do a lot of microdosing. By we, I mean me and Jonathan. And we've done a lot of psychedelic journeys from ayahuasca to ketamine to mushrooms and beyond. And we felt ready to do this. We felt like it's been a while since we've had a ceremony. So we dove into this mushroom ceremony and really went all out. And when we did, my psychic gifts intensified more than I could ever tell you guys. I knew I was going to have a telepathic experience with the people that I was with. I was with Jonathan. 
our shaman and my dear friend Jenna, who's been on this podcast many times. But the telepathy that actually took place blew me and my expectations out of the water. I was instantly hearing from the medicine that I am a medicine woman who has worked with these plants for many centuries, many lifetimes, basically eternal. And that's why I feel so called to these medicines even now. And from there, I took on the role pretty much of the shaman. I mean, the shaman was there. He was incredible. And I have great reverence and respect for true shamans. And like I have also said, true shamans don't even call themselves that because they're so humble. And I just felt like I was completely in the process with him. Meanwhile, I was getting upgrades from nature, from the trees all around me. I was 100% in contact with my entire lineage and was healing a lot of things on my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family. And I was also seeing patterns that happen time after time in every lifetime. And with these experiences, as well as these six sessions in two weeks ketamine journey that I'm in the middle of, I feel like these gifts are becoming so intense that if I don't do something with them, I will suffer. I will struggle because I think a lot of times our soul and our psyche is trying to wake us up by physical things that happen in the body. So I've had physical ailments chronic illness and beyond. And with those physical ailments, I've known the whole time my body's trying to tell me something, but on a deeper level, my soul and my psyche is trying to tell me something. So every time I'm in a situation like this, I end up telling the shaman or the therapist or the facilitator, I have to be you. I have to be what you're doing. This is so important to me. I have to really follow this medicine path and be a healer. So where I'm at with it is in a very deep place. And a lot of you guys wanted to hear the story of the mushroom ceremony in Spain, where we were in the forest and I was attached to a tree. The tree was healing me and giving me so many downloads from the universe. And I wanted to be alone for quite a while over there. My aura had greatly expanded. I'm a reflector. So I'm like reflecting everyone's auras back to them. It was very intense and I needed to be as alone as possible for the beginning of this journey when it was really working deep and taking me into the darkness. Because that's the other thing about these medicines. And when we are meant to be a healer and born to be a healer, and we have these healing capabilities through lifetimes, sometimes when we do these ceremonies, they can be darker than other people's because I really believe as a healer, we have to go into the darkness, take what we learn, and then bring it into the light. So Basically, I was in a battle on behalf of my lineage, shining light onto the heavy aspects of darkness and was just becoming so keenly aware that hashtag not from here is so real for me. And I feel more like a tree or I feel more like a part of the universe rather than a singular human. And with that, it can be really hard to feel normal and to feel healthy. And so I'm kind of letting go of what my previous expectations were for being a healthy person because I'm going to be healthy and I'm healthy and well and energized and all of these things. But my body also feels like 10 million years old. So I'm just kind of releasing expectations and seeing what happens. And I was by the tree. And this is what I've alluded to on Instagram. The tree was healing me. And when I was finally ready to be around people again, Jonathan came to me 
and took care of me. And I had past life memories of Jonathan being a forest nymph. Like if you can think of a mythological elf, that would be the memory that I was having of my husband. I felt like I was a tree. I was totally connected to this tree and he came and took care of me and was an elf. And everything around us looked so lush and so bright and the colors were so vivid. And I was having this extremely vivid and intense memory of being a tree and Jonathan being the forest elf and him coming and taking care of me when I was very old and watering me and just speaking to me. And we're talking like mythological archetypal moments here. I could recall me and him falling in love in the forest and promising to be each other's soulmates through every lifetime, through this great ride of eternity where our souls are eternal and him promising to take care of me and me saying, I don't know if I'm cut out for this human thing. I don't know if I could do that. It's hard. I'm sensitive and sensitive isn't even the right word at all. I'm literally not human. So how is this going to work? And he then and now reassured me that he would be my guide and basically my keeper. And so he is, and he takes care of me. And in this mushroom journey in Spain, he taught me how to breathe again. He taught me to look up at the sky and breathe with the clouds. And we had a wonderful time after that in the pool. And I truly thought that we had died and gone to heaven. I was 100% convinced when looking around us that we were in heaven, but I could only feel that because I had also just been to the depths of hell. And I was also having all of these thoughts about everything that's hard about life from physical pain to all of the hate and division that we experience as a human species to the game that we have to play to live this human life and how we're living to work instead of working to live. And basically the whole society is sick. And I want society to get to a healthy place, a harmonious and utopian kind of place and how far we are from that. So that was a lot what my mushroom ceremony was like in Spain. And then a lot of you guys also wanted to know about microdosing and microdosing mushrooms will bring you a similar type of connection with nature maybe some past life memories, maybe a glimmer into everything is a little bit brighter and more vivid and more beautiful. And nature is so keenly aware of what's important and breathing in harmony with each other when we as humans have totally forgotten. So microdosing mushrooms will bring you some of that. We have an episode coming up soon where we talk about what's actually going on in the brain when we're microdosing mushrooms and how we can also achieve that with certain things like transcendental meditation because I know that psychedelics are not for everyone. So let's get into your Q&As because if I keep telling stories, that's what this entire episode is going to be. But I promise I'll keep telling stories along with the Q&A that comes through. Okay, so this is funny because I feel like I touched on this in the beginning of the episode, but I love this question. Someone asked, did you scare any family or friends? Because isn't it like the most dramatic thing ever? And I love this because yes, there is a stage in awakening that is very dramatic and that's the ego. And our ego is holding on to everything that we know as this perception of reality. As in, oh my God, I have had this special experience now. I have elevated regular humanity and I'm psychic and I can do these things. But that 
is the early stage. And like I said, we've seen many people go through that stage and I'm sure I did too. Let's be real. But when we surpass that and we realize that the soul is so much more potent than the ego, and then we come back to what's really important, which is doing all of this lineage healing or speaking to those who have passed on or using our own psychic gifts for the greater good of humanity, which also means for the greater good of our own families and just trying to have everybody get along, then it really isn't such a dramatic thing. So what I've also learned with my own psychic awakening is that we can't change anyone else's experience. So we can't change their perceptions of us, that's for sure, or judgments or anything of that nature. But we also can't change the experience that they're having. So as much as I've come back from many of my psychedelic journeys and even awakening type of channelings that I do, And I just want to gather my family together and say, please, can we all get along? Please, can't we all just see the light and love and the best in each other? I am desperate to bring everyone together, but that's a responsibility that nobody can place on their shoulders because we can't control anyone else. But when I asked the shaman who I've been working with recently, what can I do about that? How can I know that they'll come to me if they're ready to learn healing techniques and to mend. And I really want to help. He said, they'll come to you when you're stable. Think of how you are now going to the tree because the tree is stable. They'll know when you're ready and maybe you're just not ready. And so that's another really interesting thing to learn. And did I scare our family and friends? I'm sure certain people were super weirded out. People to this day come up to my husband and say, so why does Jordan think she's an alien? Why does she think that she's talking to aliens? And Jonathan is my biggest, biggest advocate as well as my parents because they've seen this trajectory and they know in our household, this stuff is just normal. So I guess if people do get scared, it's out of your control and I wouldn't worry so much. I wouldn't worry about what other people think so much because as long as you're happy with the way that you're presenting yourself and the way that you are with people and that above and beyond your ego hasn't gotten in the way, then you're in just a fine place. Okay, let's talk about luggage. People always say it's about the journey, not the destination, and I couldn't agree more with that. Getting there effortlessly is what base luggage and bags were meant for. Base is there for your journey, wherever your next destination might be. Base was created by the actress Shay Mitchell, I love her so much, to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. They have thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage, 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, so helpful, let me tell you, life-changing, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and the interior pockets that you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead and base has over 30,000 five-star reviews whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line in style base has your personal items covered right now base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash blonde that is basetravel.com slash blonde for 15% off your first purchase that is b-e-i-s travel.com slash blonde and you can also find the link in the show notes travel in style and enjoy.
Our next partner is a product that I literally use every day. I started taking AG1 because I didn't have time to take everything that I used to take in the morning before having a baby. I also wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. So you're probably wondering what this stuff is. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Like I said, I take it first thing in the morning and it has an incredible tropical taste. So if you're thinking that it has like that chalky greens taste, it totally doesn't. It tastes amazing. It is also lifestyle friendly. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is TBB approved all the way. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's also recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com blonde. Again, that is athleticgreens.com blonde to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So I hope that's a good answer to that question, although I kind of went off the beaten path. But here's a great question coming in from TikTok. How to accept and not get afraid of your own gifts when you wake up and when your gifts come flooding in? Would love your advice. I love this question. So that's also a very real thing that people can get afraid of their own gifts and their own awakening. And this brings me back to my favorite Marianne Williamson quote, which is our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. And this is so true. I mean, it goes on the quote. It says, we ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous, Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. You're playing small does not serve the world. And it goes on about enlightenment and liberation for ourselves and others. And I come back to this all the time because so much of our own fear comes from being centered around our own power. And I think every time we awaken to a new level, we feel this way. So I'll tell you from my point of view, my biggest fears with waking up, recently what I feel is holding me back is knowing the true power that lives within me to elevate and rise to that level of power, that level of psychic ability and the things that can come from that creatively when really truly tapped into in a proper way is kind of terrifying for someone who has suffered from a chronic illness because I fear my energy levels. And so this is something that has also held me back from writing the books and the novels and the healing and all the things that I've said that I've been working on for years because I have. But I know that part of my block, which I'm now pushing through in all of my own ketamine therapy, is this fear that if I awaken to a certain level and I create things that get big enough, what if my energy cannot withhold all of it? What if I crash? What if I can't be one of those people who tours around the world giving talks or is able to rise to the occasion of having the 
the best-selling books that are my dream or could show up for clients if I was doing readings one-on-one all the time. And all of that is what if, what if, what if. It's living in the fear. And what we have to do is flip the script and live in faith. And so transform from fear to faith and believe not in our own fear, but in our own power and our own greatness. And I think also a lot of us fear our own gifts because we've been taught to not be as bright and big and shiny as we know that we are. And that's because of other people's projections that have been placed onto us, whether it's teachers or parents or siblings. I know for me, it was a lot of teachers when I was growing up were very, I think, put off by my own level of self-confidence, you know, very Libra, triple air over here, just always being super confident in myself and my creativity and knowing that I wanted to be really big in the world. And I would literally have teachers pull me aside and try to put me in my place because that's intimidating to people. Even we're talking children, intimidating to full-grown adults. So it's no wonder that a lot of us fear our own gifts. And to answer your beautiful question that you sent in on TikTok of how to not be afraid, I would just start spending more time with yourself, listening to your own thoughts and deciphering which thoughts are yours versus which are the thoughts of others and the fears of others that have been placed in your mind unknowingly, of course, but we soak everything in. And then I would say journal, meditate, do some kind of meditation practice or a stillness practice to really become one with your own thoughts and then see, wait, this isn't scary. This is amazing. And ask yourself, what am I missing out on in the human experience by not tapping into my own gifts? And what am I afraid of? Am I afraid of getting abducted by aliens because of movies that I've seen? Or am I afraid of losing my mind, which is a very real fear that many people have? And my theory is that so many of us fear that because we have in past lifetimes been locked up for psychic awakening. So I've been doing some really incredible Kabbalah astrology readings lately where I have gotten confirmation that I was locked up in past lives, that I was witch hunted, that I was killed for having these knowings and these powers. And so being a seer, especially as a woman, up until very recent ages was not always a safe thing. So if you've ever seen The Crucible and you relate or you get some kind of like crazy memories and chills when you see that type of thing or read something like The Crucible, then maybe you too have been in a witch hunt. And there's many modern day witch hunts. Don't even get me started on the way that certain types of media really take down holistic health because it's scary to them for people to awaken to their own power because then people would be more likely to live as sheep and follow the crowd rather than think for themselves. So I think the more that we can remind ourselves that we are so worthy of thinking for ourselves, and in fact, by not thinking for ourselves, we're doing a disservice to not just us, but our future generations. I think that will snap you out of it really quickly. And also seek mentors, seek people who are living this way, who are people that you genuinely connect with. If you surround yourself with mentors who you actually connect with and feel like, wait, this person is humble and down to earth and they have a family or whatever it is that makes you feel a connection, I think that can help it be a lot less scary as well. Because honestly, my opinion, this stuff isn't scary. It's amazing. It's special. And we want to pull you out of the fear because fear blocks us and then blocks us and inhibits us from furthering down the path of those gifts. So Megan asked a great question, how to connect deeper with our intuitive gifts. So I'll give you three tips. My number one tip, this is going to be me sounding like a broken record. Get still with yourself. 
we all busy ourselves with social media and social obligations and people and friends and family and work and commuting and all these things, you name it. But when are we ever still with ourselves? Are you the kind of person who's always listening to a podcast when you're on a walk like I am? Because then you're walking in nature and you're still not being alone with yourself. So if we're blocking the messages coming through because we're always tuned into this reality, aka the matrix, then we're never going to tune into realities beyond. So that's number one. Number two, I would say take your stillness to the next level and move your body get some energy out of the body. Sometimes we can have so much trapped energy in the body that we're not really able to connect. And that has definitely been my experience, especially after being sick and living in bed for many years. You just start vibrating really low and then these realms beyond cannot connect with that low vibration. And number three, I do think it's all about who you surround yourself with. So listening to podcasts like this one, making friends with like-minded people, either online or in real life, depending on where you live and the types of friendships that you have access to. If we're surrounded by people who don't believe or don't feel connected to any of this stuff, I think it's a lot easier to brush it off and to not connect and not tap in. And then automatic writing. Okay, now I'm on to my fourth tip. Automatic writing, journaling, posing a question to realms beyond, and then getting out of your own way and letting the realms beyond answer that question. So you can say to a past loved one, someone who's passed on, hey, I have a question for you. I'm going to ask you where you are now and just get out of your own way and see what happens. I think what holds a lot of us back is our own self-doubt, which gets me to another question from 444 everywhere. Love that Instagram name. Did doubt ever get in your way? And yes, I think we have all had a healthy amount of doubt. I think it would be impossible not to. When I first had that meeting in Ojai where I saw faces shape-shifting for the first time in my life, I had so much self-doubt. I was almost like, did this even happen? Was that even real? Because it was so different from the perceptions of reality that I had been taught. But when I started to really learn more about star seeds and Pleiadians and about these higher realms of fifth dimensional and then seventh dimensional consciousness, and I realized how much I connected with these realms and these entities, then I thought, you know what? The perception of reality that I've been taught is not reality at all. So then I had to kind of shift my viewpoint of reality. And now, to be honest with you guys, I have had so many wild and crazy out there experiences that it would be impossible for me to have that same level of doubt because I just know that there's so much more to this universe and to this story of us being alive right now on this planet than we've been told. And I think about the things that were taught in school. And honestly, I feel like so much of it were taught to distract us from asking the larger questions of who we really are and why we're here and harnessing our own power. Like imagine if we taught our children to harness their own power and that they can create anything that they want to. I totally feel that if we had all been raised in that way, then we wouldn't have this type of self-doubt. So that's my answer to that question. Although we could do a whole episode on that. Someone asks, what is a practical tip you have to develop your psychic gifts? So beyond those top four tips that I just gave, a super practical tip that I have is study these teachings and 
the more that I've been reading about everything from astrology to Pleiadians to psychic awakening and reading other psychic mediums, awakening stories and their memoirs. It's pretty profound what I have learned that I didn't know before. And I'm deep into this stuff. But when you read things like that, then you can start to put the pieces of your own life together and realize that you have gifts far beyond what you've ever been taught and what you could ever imagine, then you're able to put the pieces of the puzzle together about your own life. So that's my practical tip. Read and study, especially if there's something specific that you want to get into. So on my new website that we just relaunched on Monday, we have a starseed quiz. What type of starseed are you? And that's a good place to start. You can take that quiz and see what type of starseed you are. And then if you connect to the response from that, maybe you can buy a book about that particular subject. And then maybe you can book a reading. If you're into astrology, book a reading with a great astrologer. The more that we can learn from the people who've walked our path before us, the better. That is my most practical tip. Leah asks, do you experience differences in being more or less psychic due to specific circumstances? That answer is a huge yes. So I have had moments where my psychic abilities are basically shut off and that's because of living in the lower vibration like I talked about of being really sick when I was really dealing with Lyme and living in my bed. And I would even ask my own mentors at that time, why don't I hear the other side anymore. This is so frustrating. I feel like I can't write. I can't tune in. I don't have any inspiration. And they said, it's so simple, Jordan. You're vibing really low. And the other dimension can only vibrate at a frequency that resonates with them. So we've got to be vibrating high. And that's my other practical tip then is to mind your own frequency by eating really well, treating your body really well, getting good sleep, good hydration, talking kindly to yourself. And when we do those things, we are able to keep our vibration high and keep our energy clean. Now that said, do I turn my psychic abilities off in certain situations? Yes, because if I'm going to go to a concert or a party or something with a bunch of people who are not on my frequency, I don't want to be tuning into their stuff and then going home with their stuff all over me because I am an empath. And a lot of people in this world are not taking care of their frequency or keeping their vibration clean. And I have lived so many years of my life not paying enough attention to that or not having proper boundaries. So I will specifically turn the abilities off by just saying a little prayer and putting a protective energy bubble around me and then just mentally going into certain situations knowing even if something does come through, this is not the time for me to focus on that. And sometimes my abilities are so heightened that that also makes it hard to be in social situations. So after the mushroom journey in Spain, and then basically anything that I did socially for two or three weeks after that, I felt like I truly did not know how to connect on a regular human level anymore. And that's just because my vibration was so high. My aura was so bright and big and kind of like translucent. So you can imagine I had to work on getting my boundaries back up. I had to work on taking care of myself and nourishing my spirit and my heart in a way to also honor the ebbs and flows of life and honor that I was suddenly because of this really deep journey in a season of needing to be more inward, needing to cancel plans, needing to say no more. So a lot of the other practical tips I can give you guys are just learning to say no. We have some really good boundary experts coming on the podcast and I am very excited to learn from them because saying no does not come naturally to this Libra people pleaser. Okay. Next question is from Mariana. Thoughts on pendulums. 
I love pendulums. If you guys don't know what a pendulum is, it's kind of like a little pendant that can swing freely. So you can imagine like a necklace with a crystal pendant at the end of it, but there's a lot of different types of pendulums. So you want to hold it so that it can swing freely forward and backward or back and forth. So I have always been a pendulum girl and something that you can do with pendulums, which is really fun, is you can use them to start connecting to the other side in a really safe, very boundaried way. So if you have a pendulum, you can hold it and place it where your palm is flat underneath it and you want it to swing freely and you can say, okay, spirit of the highest and greatest good, show me a yes. And the pendulum will swing either clockwise or counterclockwise, or maybe it will just rock back and forth. And if it doesn't do anything, don't be alarmed. It just means that you have to get out of your own way and trust yourself a little more. So maybe like get into a different situation or cleanse your pendulum with some Palo Santo. Just start to trust yourself more and know that this stuff is really real. And you don't have to be psychic to work with a pendulum. You really just have to open those gates. And that's when you start to see that the veil is really thin between this world and the next. So it will circle clockwise or counterclockwise to say yes and no. And that will be different for every person and even on every day. Like my pendulum typically swings clockwise for a yes, counterclockwise for a no, but different days could call for different things. And from there you can say, okay, spirits of the highest and greatest good. Am I going to get married this year? You know, you could really ask them anything. And technically the pendulum will give you an answer. The pendulum could also not give you an answer if it's something that they don't know, or if you're not supposed to know, and then you can use it to connect with specific people on the other side. You can call forth ancestors and ask them specific questions. That said, have I seen people use pendulums in a way that I don't really trust? Yes. I had a healer at my house a few years ago who was like wildly swinging her pendulum. And it was almost obvious to me that her wrist was giving the answer. It wasn't the pendulum giving the answer. She was swinging her wrist around. And I was sitting there thinking, do you really think that I believe you right now? And then I felt a little let down and a little disappointed. And it's violating actually to be with a healer who's claiming to speak to the other side and to tell you some kind of truth about yourself and your soul and your spirit. And obviously we try to only see healers that we trust that come highly recommended. But I have seen so many shams of healers. And it's really a shame because they give a bad name to whatever it is that they're working with, whether it's pendulums or tarot cards or astrology or human design. If you're talking to someone who isn't trustworthy, then it can kind of give a bad taste in your mouth. So sometimes when I say that I'm psychic and I talk to realms beyond, I realize that people can be very turned off because maybe they've had a really bad experience or they've heard from someone who's had a really bad experience. And it's a shame, but it's like any industry out there. There are people who lie. There are people who violate. And that's what we're trying to get away from in the age of Aquarius by having more people wake up and do so in an authentic way. And that's why we're recording podcasts like this one. Ivy Rose Moon says, have you ever had spiritual ruts? And if so, how did you move through them? Oh, I have had so many spiritual ruts. And I think anyone who tells you that they haven't probably just is blacking out their spiritual rut because so many of us experience them. And I think different seasons of life, like I was saying, call for different things. So pregnancy was one of the most spiritually awakening times in my life. The birth portal was incredible. So tapped in. I saw angels in the room when I was giving birth. But after I gave birth and I was in the postpartum sphere, 
there was no way I was connecting to anything. I was sleep deprived. I was exhausted. I was eating foods that I don't normally eat. I also had Atticus here. And so my sole focus was on my new baby. And my whole spiritual practice wasn't really evolving in that time. But my earthly practice of being a mother was evolving at that time. And that was so important. So there are different times in life for different things. And even recently, I've been feeling a little out of it. So I've had to be more on top of myself, more disciplined with my practices from meditating my Joe Dispenza meditations to reading my Pleiadian teachings to channeling on my own to moving my body and actually getting my body into an exercise class like twice or three times a week at least. Sometimes we have to go back to the basics to come back to ourselves. Wellness with Sarah says advice on handling regular 3D life things after having such open eyes to the universe. Oh my God. I mean, isn't that the story of my life? I have sobbed to every shaman, every teacher that I know saying, how am I supposed to go live my life now that I know all these things? How am I supposed to go live in Los Angeles, the epicenter of chaos and live in like a high rise building and just be okay with not living in nature and living in this spiritual way that is so important to me. And like, what are we doing here in this society? And every teacher will say something different to you. But something that I really loved that my ayahuasca shaman told me when I said, how could you ever live in the world again after what you know and what you've seen? And he said, well, it's simple. I know that I know nothing. And that was very humbling because this man has seen things and his whole life is dedicated to being a healer and to working with plant medicines. But he said, look, we know nothing. We're humans. There's a reason that we're here on this school of earth learning. So I try to remind myself about that. And then I also am just kind of cutthroat with how I spend my time at this stage in my life. There's no reason for me to be saying yes to things that I don't want to do, to be surrounded by people that don't make me feel good and to spend any of my time in a way that doesn't serve my highest and greatest good. And I could say the same for each of us. So what I really love that Dr. Mike Dow said on this podcast when we talked about ketamine therapy is the best way to integrate those experiences of utopia and joy and the fifth dimension and euphoria is to be a bridge between worlds. And I try to be a bridge between worlds. I feel like I go into the other realm to learn, to grow, to evolve, to have memories and conversations and to come back with entertaining things to talk about on this podcast, but mostly for my own healing and my own soul evolution, which is written in my birth chart. That's kind of the purpose of why I'm here. But then to bridge it with this world and spend time with people who get it. And I know it can be hard to cultivate like-minded friendships when we're into this kind of stuff because the world is not geared for 5D. We're in a very 3D world, but that's why the world needs us. So I have my close circle where I feel like they are from the other world with me and we can have each other and feel a lot less alone. And even on this podcast, you guys are of that world as well. So I'm thankful to have a place where I can turn to talk about the other world and basically merge the worlds. It doesn't have to be so that earth is this place that's so terrible and so challenging and it is full of challenges and such polarity and duality. And we are here to be the light. But you're allowed to have hard days and you're allowed to be like, this really sucks. And this is a really hard place to be. And it's not always rainbows. And I think that's helpful. Like I have Jonathan to cry to late at night. Like, holy shit, this earth is hard. The pain that I feel in my body is ridiculous. And 
not to complain, but just vent it all out. And the podcasts that I'm drawn to, the healers and friends that I'm drawn to are people who are not bullshitting us. Like, this is hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's, life is wonderful. And I feel like this life can be made to feel like a heaven on earth. That is my ultimate goal and intention with my life. But it's also really hard. And I think every day is going to have a bit of both. So earth needs a lot of light. And I think my main tip is just to remember that we are the light workers and how to handle it is to allow yourself to vent, allow yourself to have off days, allow yourself to have days where you just zone out and watch reality TV and just think about, wow, okay, how can I gather myself together and enter back into the world tomorrow or the next day or whatever that looks like for you? from a healthy mindset, from a place that's really going to serve the highest and greatest good, which always starts with the highest and greatest good of yourself. Okay. Someone asks, at what point did you feel differently, maybe more calm and settled in your awakening journey rather than swept away by the chaos? That's a really good question. I started to feel a lot more accepting of the whole journey once I realized what was going on. And so that really is my main intention for creating episodes like this one to tell you you're not crazy. You're experiencing a spiritual awakening. Once you realize what's going on, you can harness your own power within and it can be a calm experience. It doesn't have to be chaos. It doesn't have to be painful. Yes, we go through hard things. Maybe some of you are in your Saturn return, which is when a lot of spiritual awakening happens. That's between the ages of 28 and 30. And life's going to bring chaos and challenges, but you can be your own center and you can be the eye of your own storm. So I started to feel a lot more calm and settled when I also realized, oh shit, things don't have to be perfect. Not everybody has to love me and I don't have to be on perfect terms with everyone. And I don't have to fret about every single person I've ever met. And wow, that makes me feel better. (laughs) That makes me feel a lot more calm. So I'm lucky because I have a husband who is very down to earth, who reminds me of these things all the time. But I feel like it's so important to take the pressure off of ourselves and I hope that will make you feel more calm and settled the way that it makes me feel more calm and settled. And the other thing is I've been talking so much lately with friends of mine who experience anxiety, depression, mental health issues. And I really, I always go back to the feeling that many of us who are quote unquote, not from here, we struggle with anxiety, depression, and mental health issues. So if you're feeling that way, I know it can be really hard to feel calm and For me personally, it was very enlightening to realize, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just very tapped into the other side. And so if that's you as well, then get along for the ride. It is fun and it really, it does reframe life. The part one of this series, My Psychic Awakening in a Nutshell, talked about my childhood and it's so nice to look back on that childhood and know that there was nothing wrong with me for being so sensitive. This was all part of my path. I also try to think about time differently. And that time doesn't exist in the way that we think it does. Time is not linear. It bends and flows and stretches and has so much to teach us. So we can go back and do healing on our younger selves as well. And that has helped me a lot with anxiety and trying to find the calm in the storm. And the final story that I wanted to wrap up with is by telling you guys that I am doing a six session ketamine journey that I'm in the middle of. By the time this comes out, I will be quite far along in the journey. And it has been so profound. And one of the things that keeps coming through is talking about this stuff is what I'm here to do on this planet. 
So I'm going to keep doing it. And if you're into this kind of stuff, then you are in the right place. And something that I saw that was so profound was really the oneness that exists between all of us. So if you feel connected to the things that I'm saying, just know that on some level, we really are all one and we really are all so interconnected. And anyone who tells me that you've been inspired to try psychedelic therapy or get your birth chart read or explore your human design or your gene keys or anything because of this podcast, it just makes everything so worth it to me. So tell me what you want to hear more of. I am always taking requests. Head to my Instagram, comment on the latest photo and tell me your thoughts on this episode and what you want to hear in our next Psychic Awakening Spirituality solo episode or a different topic altogether because we do talk about everything on this podcast. And with that, tag me on your Instagram to tell me that you're listening to this episode. Post it on your stories. I will repost you. Thank you guys so much. And be sure to check out TBB merch, which is now officially launched the Celestial Club collection. The Not From Here sweatshirt and the Celestial Club sweatshirt, as well as the three mugs and the tote bags. You can use the special code that is only for podcast listeners that will only be available for the next 24 hours. So get on it, which is Blonde 15 for 15% off. Enjoy. Can't wait to see you rocking it. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.